Hi everyone, welcome to this session where my partner Fatim Jubaboy and I, Natalie Gasper, discuss about what our predictions are for the consumer sector in the APAC region. Fatim, hi. Hi Nat, great to be here. Likewise. Um, this is a real treat for us, isn't it, to be able to talk about this uh, between ourselves for a few minutes. So, look, I just wanted to, to set the scene. What we're going to talk about is this rise and this concept that our clients are seeing in workforce activism and the, the rise in that. So, what we did as a firm last year is commissioned a global cross-sector report where we surveyed our clients and one of the key findings from that report was that there was going to be an anticipated rise in employee activism across all sectors and all regions. So actually the survey respondents to that report all thought, or sorry, 80% of those who were uh, interviewed thought that there'd be a predicted rise in workplace activism. So we thought that particularly for businesses in the consumer sector, this might require a far greater emphasis on engaging with employees and the union. So that makes sense, right? Um, workers who come to work, they're not one-dimensional beings where they turn up to the workplace and all of a sudden they're just an employee and all their various, um, you know, background nuances, um, predispositions are left at the door. And there's an increasing platform available for employees to leverage across those things in this hashtag era. So the report that we commissioned identified largely five areas for consumer activism, and this is on a global scale. So the first, unsurprisingly, is the rise of automation and artificial intelligence. And so the way we're seeing, or we predict, that that is going to impact the consumer sector particularly is in the supply chain and the move to more sophisticated, particularly distribution centre and fulfilment operations. So um, that's certainly increasing. The impact on that on workers is, of course, perhaps a reduced need for workers or in the manner in which they work. So that lends itself to an eye for things such as um, looking at redundancy entitlements, consultation obligations and the like with employees. The second area um, that was identified as a, a hotbed for employee activism was surveillance more broadly. Um, thirdly, unsurprisingly, pay and benefits. The next one is corporate social responsibility. And again, um, in, a, in an era where workers are able to so quickly um, communicate globally on a, such a broad range of issues, it's um, unsurprising that CSR is up there. And then the last or, or the top five um, area for employee activism includes uh, diversity. So what's interesting there is translating that to the workplace and what consumer sector businesses can be doing to prepare. These are areas that are much broader than traditional areas of disputation between employers and employees. So one of them you'll typically see on that list, pay and benefits. But increasingly, discussions are being had with employers about a whole broader range of things the integrity of the supply chain, ethical sourcing obligations, a commitment to diversity, discrimination and the like. So given that employer, employees are much more 
more likely to take to social media, the ability for those complaints to be agitated can be amplified and ventilated very easier, very easily. So in able to respond to that shift, um, it requires a few things. And it's really interesting from the Australian perspective to anticipate how the union movement might pivot in response to this. Because um, again, in, in an Australian environment, you know, gone are the days when you'd have a union delegate get into their car, drive out to site, mobilise the workforce about overtime benefits and the like, and then get back in their car and drive back to the union offices. So unions, we anticipate, are going to need to switch and become far more nimble into the areas of remit that they um, that they are focusing on. So those are our predictions broadly, um, including from an Australian perspective. Um, Fatim, what are your views on what, what we might see in the Asian markets? Thanks, Matt. Yeah, we're following the same trend. Um, Asia has historically been seen as a fairly light touch place for employee activism, but that's certainly uh, changing. And we are seeing an absolutely much more engaged and active employee population. And that's meant from a practical perspective, businesses and including those in the consumer sector are seeing a sharp increase in the number of employee complaints and then subsequently the number of investigations the businesses are having to run. And that, of course, goes with it at the time and the resources that are dedicated to those sorts of investigations. So it's taking up a significantly larger proportion of management time than it has done historically. Uh, wage and working conditions remain uh, a key priority and concern across Asia. And businesses are always under increased pressure, um, but particularly those, I think, in the consumer sector, to ensure that not just their directly hired employees, but also those either down their supply chain or, as is increasingly common, those that are hired under the alternate work arrangements, so your contractors, your dispatch labour, that all of those workers are also um, having their minimum statutory entitlements met and that local laws and, and global standards, which sometimes is a big disparity between the local laws and the global standards, but that all of that is being met right the way through the supply chain. The other area um, that we are seeing a focus on in the region is in relation to health and safety. And the sort of scrutiny there is really intensified. And there's a real shift. It's a little bit of a slower creep than it has been in other jurisdictions, particularly I know Australia, but a real shift towards thinking about corporate governance and the opening of the door to that director's liability piece. And that's meant for businesses in Asia. We're actually starting to think about health and safety in a, a much more focused fashion and sort of putting aside the traditional idea that this was a light touch jurisdiction prosecutions were few and far between and even where there were uh, successful prosecutions historically the sanctions have been so light that actually many many employers weren't galvanized into taking particular action off the back of that so I think that is changing and we'll see a little bit uh, more in that space and also the definition of, of health and safety so moving away from just the physical health and safety uh, focus really on uh, mental health and well-being bullying harassment and also the increased scrutiny around the more traditional overtime and working hours and working conditions more broadly. And that's going to be a real challenge for our consumer clients as they have to think about how that works down their supply chain as well as in their physical premises. So that's a, a, an area that's going to require a bit of a rethinking and a refocus for businesses and particularly trying to bring policies and safety uh, related um, action to the top of their HR and compliance agendas. 
And look, Nat, whilst that does sound like a bit of a sea change in the employee activism space, I think actually a number of businesses that we're speaking to are approaching that with a slightly more positive mindset. Um, although you mentioned sort of 80 percent of, of businesses that we uh, interviewed thinking that they would see a rise in, in employee activism, actually 50 percent of those also thought that that could be a positive force for change. Yeah. And that if they were able to get ahead of the issue and really able to successfully engage with employees um, on the issues that employees think are important, that that would ultimately be beneficial. And going back to your point about the rise in sort of social media, given that, that we know that that platform is now increasingly used by employees, businesses also now have the opportunity to engage on those platforms on these key areas that are important to um, their employees. And of course, knowing that and sort of moving forward and as, as you were talking about the unions the same i think applies slightly for for businesses as well sort of moving beyond the traditional to a really different mindset really taking on board digital communication thinking about changing leadership styles and established procedures so that you really can adapt and interact with that more democratized workforce in a way that resonates with them because that trust and um, mm -hmm. confidence and engagement between employer and employee that's going to be at the heart of getting uh, ahead of this uh, rise in employee activism. Now back over to you, uh, any final sort of tips for yeah, how businesses yeah. in the consumer sector can uh, prepare? Look, that, that's um, great insight, Fatim, and just sort of picking up on a few of those themes there, I think it's worth just rounding out. So, you know, there's obviously a supply chain vulnerability here, and so having a, a, a really um, a good eye on what that looks like and any vulnerabilities and getting on the front foot for that is um, really important. In a similar vein, recognising that non-traditional labour, um, if used within the organisation in its entire supply chain, is, is really important to understand, um, particularly in right of recent challenges that we've seen globally in, um, in relation to those sorts of workers. And just, just to sort of final things out and, and pick up and highlight the point that you made, I, I think it's a great one. Employee activism is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and at the end of the day, if there's synergies between what employees care about and what, as a business and organisation, your values are, if there is alignment in that, it, it's a fantastic thing because um, you are moving in the same direction and uh, it, it can really harness for good. So um, those are our tips for the sector. Fashion, thank you for sharing your thoughts. Always great to chat to you. Thanks so much. Bye now. Take care.